Well, hey, what is up, Liverpool on Church? We are so glad that you were able to join us for church today. Wherever you're watching us from or however you're watching, maybe you're watching on a phone or, or a laptop or perhaps you're tuning in on your smart TV, then we just want you to know today that God loves you, God likes you, and He is for you and perhaps you're tuning in for the very first time then an extra special welcome to you maybe church isn't what you do week in and week out but maybe you saw us online or a friend has given you our link or maybe you've seen us on instagram or facebook or any of that kind of stuff we just want you to know today that you are so welcome to be a part of our online community why don't you sit back and relax and let's get into our online service enjoy Well, hey, hello, Liverpool One Church. Here we are for week two of our online church experience. And granted, everything looks quite differently this week to how things were looking last week and how we'd intended on everything looking this week. But just in light of everything that the government has been announcing regarding social distancing and isolation now, it's not really possible for us to film in the way that we had hoped. But thank God for technology. Absolutely. We are here in the very place where it almost began. Our church was started in just the room next door in our living room. And I think, yes. what did we use this space for? Hospitality. Chill kids. Kids. We this is where, kids in the kitchen. <laughs> we had a brew station over there. It would double up like hospitality and powerhouse at the same time. It was really awesome. I know that you're all devastated that you weren't there. But literally, this is where church started out. And for me, it kind of feels like church has taken a step back by about five or six years because I was just the other day yesterday setting up a new office for me in the back of our house, which was where we all first had an office and Everybody on team would land at our house predominantly in the weekends and in the evenings because we were all volunteers at that time. And we'd all just work out of this small, tiny room in the back of our house and we're back there. So on one hand, it does feel to me like, man, we've taken such a huge step backwards to be here again. But at the same time, hey, thank God, on the other hand, for technology and just an incredible bunch of people from our tech and media teams who were willing to come and turn up at our kitchen, yeah, set it all up, then have us come in, do our thing before they will come back and take everything away and make our online uh, service possible. So it really is great that you're here. Um, No worship this weekend. No, and not unless you want to jump on the piano. I've always felt overlooked by our worship guys. I really, I feel like I've got something to offer. Yeah, we, we could, we could. Do a duet. We could. Well, I'll tell you what, maybe maybe if you send us the songs, I will get a guitar out for you and we will duet for you. It will be anointed. It will be fire. We will shut the church down. Um, it is sad that we have not got, you know, um, we've just not got our family gathering. I'm missing our family, desperately missing our church family. We haven't got the stage and the presentation from the worship team. But you know what? the word of God can still go forward, right? You know, and, and this is where we technology does come into play because so often we can be so down on social media and we talk quite a lot about the bad effects that social media has, but this is where it comes into its own and this is where we can use it for good. And so we just wanted to gather around our kitchen table and share some thoughts that perhaps um, you might want to hear at such a time as this. We've looked into the word of God and we, we just want to talk, don't we, about some of the struggles that we're all facing in this day and age right now. Yeah, and I think probably the biggest struggle that we're all facing right now in the main is everybody is cooped up in their own house on the verge of oh, killing yeah. each other. 
Now, if you think you've got it tough, okay, I am locked up with four men. I mean, that's not isolation. That's isolation and torture. So pray for me, people. <laughs> I just think that God's trying to clearly teach you patience. That's what I think is happening right there. Carry on. <laughs> well, I think that isolation is probably one of the things that is affecting pretty much everybody right now because all of our routines are completely out of yeah. sync. There's no longer the ability to get up in the morning and then head to the office or head to the floor or head to the hospital or do whatever you would typically do. And I think that with routine, what you tend to find is that when that's taken away from you, it feels like everything has now become uncertain. It can really be a huge cause of stress, tension, uh, anxiety. People just feel like overwhelmed with a sense of, you know, not being able to leave the house, which is really funny for me because I would probably say um, that on my day off, which historically has always been on a Monday, I really look forward to my day off because I've always had a really incredibly busy yeah. six day week. So that one day off um, I've always enjoyed. And yet now we're told to stay at home at home, at home, um, I kind of feel like, man, I can't stand this. I just want to get out. I want to go and do something. I can't believe that we're all cooped up. And I think it's relearning the ways in which we can keep remaining effective yeah. and achieving and doing our goals. Because if we don't almost learn the art of dealing with our feelings yeah. in this time, and maybe that's a good sort of title for what our talk will yeah. be on today, how do we deal with our feelings? We've got to understand that there are so many negative consequences that could happen to you. In fact, maybe you've experienced some of this already because when you're in isolation and you're not seeing your friends and you're not got your work routine going on, it's really easy for you to feel fatigued when ordinarily you wouldn't do. It's easy for you to feel overwhelmed and stressed. And when you're feeling stressed, it's easy for you to then physically unwell. Sometimes you can even feel sick. In fact, worry, anxiety, and stress can cause so many physical symptoms in your body, which is why we want to talk about how do you deal with your feelings? Because granted, some of you might be loving this right now. You're thinking, man, this is awesome. I don't have to go to work. But actually, when we understand what's going on in our nation, yeah. it can be really overwhelming because some people are getting sick. Maybe you have had some friends and family members recently diagnosed with coronavirus, COVID-19, and um, it's worrying. It's concerning. It feels like are we going to pull through this? How is this going to affect us? Um, but for many people, it can be just a sense of, on one hand, it's great you don't have to go to work. But in the main, most people are like, actually, I'm really missing my routine right now. So what do you think? How can we better deal with what we feel in this time? Yeah, I think I think routine is massively important. I think routine, and I know for us and our family, we are setting the clock, we are getting out of bed at the time that we would normally get up for work. We are trying to keep, you know, um, routine going. And, and I think that's important. I think it's important to your mental health as well. It is strange times that we live in. I mean, I was sure. out with the dog only this morning and people are actually crossing over the road to avoid walking past one another on the pavement or or in the woods they are going the distance to keep out of each other's way people treating people like aliens mm. i mean there's never been a time on the earth like it mm. um one of the things that really struck me was how empty the shop shelves are and as i looked and saw how empty the shop shelves 
were. It made me begin to think about how full people's kitchen cupboards must be right now. Very true. Because they're panic buying. And um, and it just made me think, you know what? Wouldn't it be great if the spiritual store cupboard of our life, so to speak, was as full as our kitchen cupboards are currently with all the food that we've got stacked up? So that in a time of crisis, rather than panic praying and going to the word of God and searching for a word, we can just pull, take from the cupboard of our own lives and we can draw on the wisdom that we've already put inside of us and we can draw on that peace and we can draw on that strength and we can draw on the goodness of God because it's already within us. And so, yeah, for me, I think there's a few things that we can do to keep up a daily routine. And for me, like spending just time in the Word of God, we were having a conversation before and saying how right now we've got the time to do all the things we always say we haven't got the time to do. That's true. So right now we've got the time to spend time in our Bible because I don't know about you, but life gets so busy and we're always looking at the clock that we're always saying, I just wish I had more time just to sit and read and learn the things of God. We've got time to spend with our family. We've got time to do the stuff that ordinarily we wouldn't have to do. And I think we just need to make the best use of our time. Yeah. So practically then, what sort of thing would you be advocating us to do in terms of building a routine that is going to help us um, almost fight that battle of dealing with everything that we're dealing with right now? Okay. So, well, I've got down here just... Five quick points that I made for uh, for myself, and I think that they would help each and every one of us. And they're five Ds because that just keeps it really simple. Simple for me, simple for you. But I hope that this helps you to implement a daily routine into your life. So the first one is daily devotion. And that really is just wake up. You've got the time. You're not rushing out anywhere. You've not got to get to work. It's like, spend the time, just pick up your Bible, grab a coffee and spend some time. Just read through, read through the Psalms, read through the Proverbs, read through the book of James. It's a great book to read through and encourage yourself. You can listen to podcasts. You can put your worship music on. It's your home. It's your environment. You set the tone, but literally daily devotion. You know, the word of God is like medicine to your soul. And in the same way that medicine counteracts the things that's making you feel ill, the medicine to your soul, the word of God, it comes against the things that are coming against you. Mm-hmm. And so so we have to take it like we have to take our medicine. It, having the medicine sitting on the shelf doesn't make you better. It's when you apply it. It's when you ingest it. It's when you take it in. No, that's so true. And the thing about daily devotions is it's almost like the go-to answer that everybody gives out. And yet what's so frustrating is as common as an answer that is to the question of how do you deal with what you're feeling? What can be so frustrating is so few people actually do it. And yet, check this, when you look at what Jesus did, when you read the accounts in the Gospels and you kind of see him going from town to village to city and he's like conducting miracles, he's raising the dead, he's giving the blind sight. Nowhere is it ever recorded that Jesus did that often. In fact, you can see that within that three-year window period that Jesus went about conducting miracles, he certainly conducted miracles, but he didn't do them often. 
And yet the one place in scripture that recounts and records what Jesus did often was find a place of solitude. It talks about how he withdrew and he found a place of solitude. And and I think that we've got to really understand again, or maybe for the first time, of the real value of just building a devotional life into your world. Like, honestly, it really is the fix to so much of life's hidden tensions and troubles that we go through. And it's like when you take the word of God in daily, and if you think to think on it as a medicine, then it counteracts the things that come against you. So it counteracts fear. It counteracts disappointment. It counteracts disillusionment. It counteracts um, all of those things that stack up worry, anxiety, depression, all of those things. It's like a daily dose of spiritual medicine. And I, I, honestly, your, your inner self, your spirit just feels strengthened yeah. and uplifted. Yeah. So, Give us number two. Number two. Number two would be um, daily direction. Okay, we all need daily direction. We need to know, you know, we're, we're, a lot of us are creatures of habit, but we need to know well, what's the direction of my life. And you know what? I think it's really hard right now in this season. I mean, there is so much disappointment about. And so I know that in our family that we've experienced some disappointment, right, because we've had a wedding cancelled. And it's really hard, I think, for a lot of young couples who are out there and they've planned and planned and planned sometimes for years. A wedding had a vision, had a goal, and all of a sudden it's gone. And I think there are there's a lot of people out there who have planned and worked hard growing a business or planned and worked towards a holiday. And all of a sudden Everything has changed and everything has been cancelled, but we cannot be without a vision in our life. So we have to have some direction and some purpose and we have to keep dreaming of a future that is to come and keep planning on the things ahead. Otherwise, we'll spiral down with our disappointment. And sometimes the bad things that happen to us in life, I believe, set us up for the greatest things that are yet to come. Yeah. I think it's all about how you choose to perceive it. You know, it's it's always for a greater comeback. We, I remember once we talked about the analogy of a catapult and before the stone can be fired in the catapult, there has to be drawing back. But once it's been drawn back, it it travels a greater distance. And I'm just believing wholeheartedly for our family and believing for you and your families that in this season of drawback, that you will have clearer direction on what you want to achieve in life and where you want to go. And one of the biggest problems that we probably face when we even talk about that, using language like that, can almost be like, well, how do we get that daily direction? Like, how does that practically work in my life? Well, I think that that then points back to point number one, which is about that daily devotion. If you want direction, it starts off by committing to a daily devotional time. But the thing about direction is is having an awareness that God will direct your life in steps and not leaps. That's why it's called to take a step of faith, not a jump of faith, not a leap of faith. It's why David talks about how God's word, so again, pointing back to that devotional life, God's word was a lamp unto his feet, And the picture that David was writing when he was recounting that idea was that of a shepherd boy guiding the lambs and the sheep on the side of an Israeli mountaintop, whereby you would only be able to have enough illumination 
for the very next step that you would take. And even if you had a million power candle watt torch and it could show you everything that's ahead of you, you wouldn't be able to see it anyway because yeah, the ground is true. so uneven and it turns to the left and to the right. And David said that your word is a lamp unto yeah. my feet. In other words, your word is going to direct just my next step. That's why sometimes, you know, it can be a bit crazy when people will maybe have conversation with and it's like, I just want to know what I want to do with my life. I'm like, hey, just figure out what you're going to do with your day because it starts off by just knowing what you're going to do in the season that you're in right now and everything else will work out after yeah. it when you choose to live a devotional life, trusting that God will direct your very next step step absolutely number three m hit us number up number three okay um daily declaration you know romans 8 says that the word is within you and we have to speak it out we can't just be like read the word and lament over it and then just go about our daily business and never bring forth that which we've put into ourselves so I think it's important right now what, what's your mouth saying in this yeah. season what is the declaration that's coming from your mouth because honestly the world is speaking fear the news is informing us and it's informing us well but if all you do is consume yourself with the facts the facts will just bring about fear and so we have to be um, declarers of the word of God. We have to think about in this season, I know that in our household, we are very careful about what we talk about and we don't let negativity linger in this house. We have been in seasons like this before where we had to choose the words that were acceptable to speak around the house and the words that were not. And so we we speak out words of faith. We have to speak out words of encouragement and words of goodness and the word of God over our marriages, over our children, over our finances at a time like this, over our works, over our church, over our household. And if you're like, hey, I really don't know how what that looks or how to start, you know, Psalm 91, a great place to start. Yeah. We gave you those leaflets out on the last Sunday that we gathered together and it, we make it a daily habit every time we sit down around this table for a meal in the family one of us reads Psalm 91 out over the rest of the family because we are declaring that that um, even though a thousand may fall at my side or ten thousand are dying all around me this plague this sickness this disease it will not come near to me or my household and so the more you say it with your mouth, the more you believe it in your heart. And I think that also as well, being able to speak that out comes from a position of what you actually believe for yourself. And I always think that one really encouraging thing that we can all do sometimes in seasons such as this is really lean into the words of Jesus more than any other thing. And I'm just reminded of how in Matthew 6, there is this whole conversation that's taking place whereby Jesus is really specifically addressing the issue of worry and stress and concern. He even references finances in there and he has this conversation and he turns around and he says to them in an answer, almost like a question of like, how do we deal with what we're dealing with? How do we get through what we're going through? How do we keep going when we feel like quitting? And Jesus kind of responds and he says this, he says, why don't you just look up Lift your eyes up and look up at the birds of the air. 
And you can just imagine the scene right there where he's gathered with everybody and everyone's thinking like, seriously, we're like in this trauma right now or we're experiencing this immense loss and you're wanting us to look up at the birds of the air. You're wanting to like instigate this bird watching session, Jesus. That doesn't sound all that great to me. And Jesus was like, no, no, hang on a second. Why don't you just lift your eyes up and look up at the birds of the air right now? And then every single time you see one of the birds of the air, you can ask yourself this question. Does your heavenly father not value and love you more? Because look at how he feeds and caters and prepares everything that the birds of the air need. So if he looks after the birds of the air, you've got to start to ask yourself this question like, well, what do you think God thinks about you? Because when you can nail that down, it can really yeah. help you with your so declarations. True. Because every time I literally yeah. see a bird flying yeah. around, the declaration of my heart says, God, I'm thankful that you love me and you care for me more than even the birds of the air that so you true. cater for so in true. every area of their life. And if you do it for them, then you're going to take care of me in this season so too. True. I was out in the woods early this morning with our dog. Give us another wood story, Em. Another <laughs> you out with your dog story. <laughs> I can't go anywhere else but the woods. Can I? Do I speak about you the should, woods? You should write a book about me do and my dog in the woods. woods. <laughs> <laughs> I speak about the woods. Look, you've started the story now, so you might as well okay, finish but, the story. But as I was running this morning... I just was. I was. Were you looking, in the woods? I was in the woods, and I was looking. Were at, you with the dog? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad we sorted that out. Carry on. <laughs> I was looking at the beauty around. The sun was shining. I was looking at the tall green trees. There were squirrels running everywhere, and I was looking at the birds. And I began to think, if there is a God who could create all of this from nothing. There's a God who's got the answer to the very problem we're facing right now. Yeah. And I just had a moment where I became overwhelmed with the goodness of God. And, you know, I, I'm confident in my God, but I speak out his goodness. It's like I don't just think it. I don't just read it. I speak it out all the time. Just look outside and see the world that we live in. Nature itself has no idea of COVID-19, mm. but it's just gloriously blooming away at this time of year. And I think there's a sense that God would, would have us be like, hey, just let's focus on the goodness of God. Let's not focus on what we think is destroying the world or taking over the world, but the goodness of God will outshine and outwin every time. For sure, for sure. Every time. <laughs> so, um, we're going against the clock, so let's do number four. We're going against the clock. Okay, so that was daily declaration. So the fourth one is a daily detox. Okay. I don't like the sound of that. I'm just saying, I don't All like the sound green. of that. You see, I think this is a great opportunity for anybody who wants to get on a health kick. I mean, you could literally just lock yourself away for three weeks or three months. We do not know how long this is going to be. And then you could step outside your front door like a whole dress size smaller than before you locked yourself away. Isn't that <laughs> great? A whole dress size smaller. <laughs> you've had a daily detox. But whilst we laugh and we talk about that, we're going to go one or two ways, aren't we? We're either going to lock ourselves Bigger away. Bigger or smaller. <laughs> yeah. We're either going to lock ourselves away and consume crisps and chocolates and just eat anything that's in front of us or we can be intentional on what we're putting inside of ourselves and use this as a bit of a health kick but the same thing I think can be said about us spiritually I think it's a great opportunity for a detox in your spirit 
or in your soul. I think it's a great time to get rid of some of the junk that you've accumulated in your life that just doesn't need to be there, that is actually slowing down your walk with God. And, you know, I begin to think about um, if you're renovating a property, you've got to first get rid of a lot of junk and you've got to get rid of the old woodwork and you've got to get rid of the old decor before you can bring in any of the new. And so often we are asking God and praying God for the new things in our life. Lord God, I want to I wanna be in a new relationship or I mm. want to be um, have a new job or I just want to go to a new place in you, God. And, and But we're not always willing to deal with the junk that we're carrying around. And that can look like unforgiveness. That can look like self-pity. That can look like um, greed. It can look like lust. It can look like anger that we're not prepared to deal with. And I think this is a, just a perfect opportunity. You're shut away in your house. You can't do anything else. Get your Bible and have a good detox of your soul. Let God just show you some of the stuff that needs to go so that you can um, emerge from this season stronger, better, beautiful, and brighter than you've ever been before. And I think that to kind of bring this to a close and start to wrap this up, what we would say is this, is that those first four Ds that Emma has already mentioned, they're not going to work. They're not going to last. They're not going to provide any fruit in your life unless you implement the fifth D. And the fifth D would stand for determination. Yeah. You've got to be determined and willing to almost go the extra mile to ensure that your daily routine now consists of these first four things. And, you know, if you're anything like me, I, like I'm a great starter. I'm not a great finisher. Like I'm excellent at starting something and then like I get bored with it and I think I'm onto the next new thing or the next new wave. Well, actually, the best habits that you form in your life can often only take 28 days. Yeah. 28 days of just consistently doing the same thing. And yet often when you think about it like this, how much better would your life be if you were daily implementing those first four things? Like how much closer to God would you feel in this season if daily you were doing those first four things? And yet that's not going to be possible unless you implement the fifth thing of being determined and willing and bold and courageous to actually see that out working in your life daily. Well, We've all got now, probably there or thereabouts in the region of 28 days, we can build some tremendous yeah. habits in this time and season that really is going to help us deal with everything that we're feeling right now too. Yeah. But, you know, as we start to wrap this up, we would love to just take a moment to um, we'll pray with all of you because we get it. This is not an easy season. We're trying to make the most out of it. We're trying to keep things fun and lighthearted, but we understand that it's difficult and it's complex. And we would love to just spend a moment. And um, and would you be willing to just pray for yeah. every single one of us that are tuning in online right yeah. now? Father God, at this time when the world seems um, fragile, when the world seems like it's spiraling out of control, where people are searching for answers like perhaps never before. Father God, I thank you for your 
faithfulness. Your faithfulness doesn't change with circumstances. Your faithfulness doesn't alter according to the seasons of life that we find ourselves in. And Father God, I just pray for everyone who is watching online right now, every one of our church family and maybe those that ordinarily wouldn't come to church. I pray that in this season and this time, as you push into God, as you spend time with God, maybe praying even for the first time, that Father God, you would make yourselves known to everyone who calls upon your name. That Lord God, that in this time, we don't have to be fear-filled, but we can be faith-filled and we can be hopeful of the things that are yet to come. I thank you, God, that you promised to put a covering over each and every one of our lives, over our families, Lord God. The Bible tells us that you spread out your wings and you gather your children underneath them like a hen would gather her chicks, that you offer protection, Lord God, for such a time as this. Lord, I thank you that this is not the end and this is not forever. But Heavenly Father, we truly believe that greater days are ahead. And so, Father God, I pray a blessing upon everybody who is watching this that you will bless them and keep them and cause your face to shine upon each and every one of our families. In the name of Jesus, amen. Well, hey, listen, guys, we hope and trust that every single one of you is going to be staying safe and healthy over the next coming days and weeks. And hey, please stay connected with us. Hook us up on social media. Don't forget to let us know what worship song that Emma is going to be singing next week. <laughs> that should be fun. Have think, a... uh, where is my hairbrush by Larry the Cucumber? <laughs> I'm sure there's a few VeggieTale tracks out there that many of you parents will be uh, more than familiar with. But listen, have an absolutely great week, guys. And don't forget, you can hook us up on Spotify now. Make sure you search out that Worship Through Worry playlist. I've honestly, I've had it on every single day when I'm out running now because, hey, I can't go to the gym. I'm not happy about that. Do you run but, in the woods? <laughs> no, I'm without the dog. <laughs> However, I'm looking forward to next week's edition where Emma will probably, I guarantee you, bring us another I was out walking in the woods with my dog story today and um, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be incredible. Hey, have a great week, guys. Catch you later. Bye. Well, hey, I hope you've enjoyed our online service today. And don't forget to check out our specially created worship playlist on Spotify by searching Liverpool One Church in your Spotify app or hitting the link in the description below. But before we go today, I would love to extend you the opportunity to partner with us financially here and help support the work that we do at Liverpool One Church. Maybe you've been encouraged or inspired by something that you've seen or heard today, then I would love to give you the opportunity to sow a financial seed of faith into Liverpool One Church. And you can do that by going to liverpoolonechurch.com forward slash give or hit the link in the description below. And sometimes when we give, it can feel like our giving, our generosity is just going towards a building or maybe it's just going towards an organization. But I just want you to know today that your giving goes so much further than you could ever realize. 
Just this week, I was talking to our city care leader, John Collins, and he was telling me that through your generosity, they've been able to partner Liverpool One Church with a local charity called Filling the Gap. And they've been able, through your giving, through your generosity, to reach the elderly people, the, the over 75s who are self-isolating or having to stay away from their friends and family. They can't get out, they can't get food. And through your giving, they've been able to meet those needs in the local community. So just so you know that when you give today, that's what you're giving to. The local church, be in the local church, be in the hands and feet of Jesus and reaching those that are most vulnerable, especially in a season that we're all facing today. So give generously, the link is now on the screen. Thanks for watching and have a great week.